When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Beneath the Frozen Sea podcast by the Davy Jones Locker Room writing crew. Uh, Sean Mallon here, What's the Crack on Twitter, joined by Sky, Sky on Air, and M. Roop, M. by Kraken on Twitter. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today in a, in, a, in a short hit here, so we'll get right to it. Game time tonight is 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's on Route Northwest and on TBS. And, uh, Sky, why don't you start us off? What happened last game? Uh, last game, it didn't go super great. Um, the Kraken had went out to a, a 2 nothing lead, and then the Colorado Avalanche, after about, say, 70 minutes of NHL playoff hockey, decided that they wanted to wake up. And in the span of 48 seconds, the Colorado Avalanche tied the game and basically tried to impose their will from there they won game two by a score of three to two uh your game winner in that one came in the third period on the stick of Devin Tays. um so i guess the big question is um guys what the heck happened because <laughs> they looked so good so good coming out of the first period and then there was just it was like a light switch had been set off and the Kraken were on the back foot. Like what, what do, what do we have to say? I think it's exactly what I've been afraid of happening in these playoffs between these two teams, because when you kind of look at the rosters on paper, yes, the Kraken have all of their depth and they can really like wear you down, bring you down. But once the Colorado avalanche get going, they get going. Like they hit that second gear and it's just hard to stop. And so that's what I was like scared of. And it's like, okay, now that the Avalanche are doing this, the Kraken need to kind of wake up and figure out how to counteract that. Yeah, well, I think the good news is, oh, it's good news and bad news. They they lost a single shift, right? It was a single shift. It was the same line out there that got both goals and it made the difference in the game, which means the Kraken held off the Avalanche for 59 minutes other than you know the the game winning goal and those two goals and and uh, you know that's not enough if you're if you're going to move past the defending cup champs but it's promising um in terms of the like the game itself i felt like they got a little bit away from from what was doing well for them and it i mean it wasn't for a long period of time and they clamped down again it, it it was a single goal game, even with the goalie pulled for a significant point of time. Abs weren't able to get that extra goal. So the series is far from over. It's tied. I said on Twitter, 
you who would have been thrilled to hear you were coming home tied against the defending cup champs in the playoffs back in September. Um, I can't disagree with that, but personally speaking, just the thing that got me about that game was just how in hand a good portion of it was right up until that moment. And it just felt like, you know, there was something there. They had it. And then they lost it in just the most painful way, which is unfortunately very cracking. Um, a couple things we wanted to uh, discuss. Uh, goal support has definitely been a major concern coming into uh, these playoffs. And I think definitely when it comes to the goal support, it has to come down to the power play. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the exact number here. I think the across the series right now, the Kraken are 0 for 5 or 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 on the power play. 0 for 5. And you get any one of those goals in game two. They had two power play opportunities and one was late. Mm -hmm. You absolutely could have tied that game and really taken the wind out of Colorado's sails. And the power play looks worse than ineffective right now. And it's crazy because the penalty kill seems like it's actually stabilized. It's become something that they can hang their hat on. The avalanche haven't scored it on uh, the man advantage either, but how long do you think is that going to last? If you can't, you know, trade chances back and forth. Yeah, that's exactly something else. It's just like, who do we think is going to break that power play drought first? I don't think it's going to be the Kraken. Yeah, but that's the point. They need, they need to break that drought first. I bet if you looked at the advanced stats on the power play, I bet that the, the abs are are having the high danger chances that aren't going in and the Kraken are, are spinning their wheels. And it's, it is so puzzling because how can you be one of the best teams in the league at scoring five on five, but then you get, a man advantage and you don't keep that it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me they have personnel who can score i mean you got a 40 goal scorer you got the veneers is a is a talented center uh Eberle has plenty of finish you got dunn who who had a big point streak in in the late in the season like you have players who can put the puck behind the goalie and yet they're not doing it on the power play they're also not doing it at five on five either that line mm. is nothing. It's not, yeah, the uh, first line is struggling quite a bit. They uh, don't appear to have conjured much in the way of points, which I guess uh, is a question is, do you think that they're, that there's something that needs to be done to get these guys going, the specifically the top line, because they've been having their chances. We've seen them have their chances. There was specifically a, a Jordan Everlay chance that could have been an absolute uh, backbreaker for the Kraken, but they were, they bobbled it and then they couldn't score on it. Um, do you think it's more they're having to deal with the, you know, the high powered, high octane uh, top six of the Avalanche? Or are, is, do we need more from these guys coming into game three? I think it's the D. I think going up against Makar and Byram as a as a pairing is really tough for for anybody in the NHL, and I think that's what uh, that's what they need to overcome. And 
being at home, having last change, maybe there's an opportunity for Axel to get around that, to get around that matchup as much as possible. Um, although Makar plays pretty big minutes, so it's, it's not, not there's half the game almost where you can't get away from the matchup. But uh, but that's it's going to come down to some coaching strategy, I think. Always good to think about. Um, coming into uh, tonight's game, it's going to be the first game at Climate Pledge Arena for the series. Um, I guess the big question is, uh, uh, what will the lineups look like? Uh, Morgan Geeky was not at morning skate, um, but Haxtell said that it was a maintenance day. Um, is there anything that we should know, do you think, in the depth of the Kraken that we can uh, ask for that's any more? Because it seems like the depth guys understand the assignment so far. They've been out there every night playing to their uh, ability and then some. Like Ellie Tolvin, it has been unbelievable for them so far. They have been getting exceptional work from... Brandon Tanev, obviously the whole kiss thing has become sort of like a narrative thing where they where you know, it's all about, you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch, et cetera, et cetera. But they, you know, they're playing with swagger. They're they've got everything together. Is there any more we can ask from them or anything that we can ask from the depth of the defense pairings that, you know, can get them over the hump here? Because it feels like uh they're a little on the back foot coming into this game and they need to establish themselves quickly. Go ahead, Em. Oh, I mean, I, I guess with like the defense pairings, there could probably be some more blocked shots in total. Like what was it? 38 saves that Grubauer had to make last game. Like once you start getting into that level of, you know, shots on net, that usually means that your defense has been doing a great job of keeping their shots away from your goaltender. And while Grubauer has been playing really, really well, it's also just been two games. And, you know, we've all kind of had our hesitancies like, ah, can he keep this up? Is he going to actually be the Grubauer we expected whenever we first signed him? And it's something where you don't want to, you know, burn out your goaltender too soon. Um, there's actually a very interesting question that Sean just posted in our funny chat here. Um, would anyone consider starting Martin Jones for game three? Um, I know my answer. Um, Martin Jones has, it has been a long time since Martin Jones has given you anything close to what Philip Grubauer is bringing right now. And I feel like, I feel like the, that the goaltender is not the issue personally. I feel like it's the goal support in front of him. And like they, it's the, it's the skaters who need a kick in the rear to get into, get into work, not the goaltender right now, but I would like to hear uh, Sean's reasoning for those. Oh, you're absolutely right. I, I put it in the chat because it's a, it's a topic, but for me, Grubauer, he's the only option for the entirety of the playoffs, unless you're up three, nothing in a series. Grubauer is your guy until you get 16 wins or four losses. Um, the, yeah. Like you said, it's the goal support. They're, they're not going to beat the abs with a two goal performance, wherever those goals come from, nobody can score with depth like the Kraken can. So wherever they come from, right. If it's, if it's Tanev, if it's Tolvin and if it's Everly and, and Veneers, it just needs to happen three times minimum. 
and then you work on on locking the locking down the the abs top guys right and the the uh, i guess one thing i do want to hammer down is throughout the first two games for the most part possession has been on the crack inside um they have been uh, largely controlling chances they've largely been controlling the shot attempts it's just been when the avs turned turned it on they you know they did the thing and now they're the avalanche again um M, do you have any uh, opinions about Martin Jones that you'd like to? Uh... I mean, I, I agree with this with you guys completely. Like when you're in the playoffs, you don't have the luxury of being able to really be like, oh, maybe this goaltender should be the one starting because you have to basically ride that hot hand through. You get four chances until you lose four. Like right now, we've only lost one. Why blow another one of those just to see like, oh, maybe Martin Jones could be better. Like, no, like usually in the playoffs, you pick a goaltender and you stick with it until either. Yeah, you get four losses, 16 wins or if that goaltender knock on wood faces injury. Mm. Yeah, just knock on wood, knock on all the wood in your house because uh, goaltending depth and the Kraken are uh, a very fun and mercurial bunch together. Um, coming into this one, uh, n- doesn't look like there's going to be much change on the avalanche side. Uh, what do you want to see out of the first 10 minutes of game three? Just what, what specific thing habits do you want to see them, uh, work on from last game that you want to see improved? Uh, what do you want to see that one, sp- like any specific, uh, negatives from last game that you want to see them improve upon, uh, I know for me, it's just got to be get Matty B scoring. Like he's good enough. He absolutely can score a playoff goal. You need to get him going now before it becomes a problem. I'll be disappointed if that doesn't happen in this series. You, you want to go further, but if this is as far as we get in, in our second year, you want Beniers to get a playoff goal. You want him to, I think getting those 10 points in 10 games at the end of last season, just launched him into this season and it would be the same thing stacking a playoff experience on playoff experience next year. The one thing that I want, I mean, other than scoring that first goal, which the Kraken have done both of the first two games, I think they got to hit, they got to out hit the avalanche. I think they have, they've got the lineup that can, that can bang and crash. They got some big D they got forwards like Yanni Gord, who just doesn't stop. Uh, but they were out hit 50 to 40 last game. And it, as well as being outshot, it's a, uh, think you got to choose one or the other if you don't have the puck hit them and if you do have the puck shoot um yeah i think that's something else like for the first 10 minutes i want to see them really shoot that puck when they have it just go for it and also you know that the energy is going to be insane in that building tonight this is the first stanley cup playoff game in seattle since over 100 years ago like this crowd is going to be excited feed off of that energy and use it to your advantage. Yeah, they you you said it better than anyone. The old building that the, the metros used to play in is now a uh, parking lot. Like that's how long it's been since uh since they were there and just feed off that energy and come out swinging and cuz that's what they've done through the last uh two last two first periods. They show up on time and they score. They just got to keep doing it. Because otherwise the Avs are going to try and, you know, claw their way back into the game as brutally and as efficiently as they did. 
And that just doesn't really work for the Kraken. I, I don't feel like a pound for pound offensive blow needs to be uh, in their in their cards. Uh, right. but, uh, but other than that, um, oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, throughout the first couple games, uh, the Kraken have been uh, the sort of on the back foot when it comes to faceoff percentage. Um, they have not been winning as many faceoffs as uh, they could be. The, the Avalanche generally are the ones who come up with the puck after a stoppage. Um, do you think that this is going to become a longer term issue for the Kraken as this series wears on? I don't. I mean, the, the, the things that I've read over the years about, about the relation, like the correlation between a faceoff win and an offensive chance, like it's, it's there, but it's almost a rounding error. Um, the, like in your zone on the, on the PK that, you know, there's situations where, where it becomes more important, but you, you got your best face off guy out there too. And, and I would bet they're closer to 50% in those scenarios. Um, what I do think maybe kind of as a, as a closing thought for me is that tonight's must win. I don't think you win three games in a row against the abs. And so you have to take this one. If you have a shot of winning four or seven. Yeah. Yeah, to answer your question about like face-off percentage, I kind of agree that like the efficiency of face-off wins does just dip off the further you get away from that face-off. So it's crucial within specific moments. Like, yeah, like when you're on the penalty kill, when you're on the power play, when you want to kind of keep the puck in your zone. But if you don't do something immediately with it, it drops off and it just kind of evens out to it's anyone's game at that point. So face-offs for me are a stat that's a little bit overrated. But, um, but yeah, going back to what Sean said as well, this, this does feel like a must win kind of game. Like you don't want to go down at home like this. Yeah, this is, uh, this is going to be a very, very exciting game. It's going to be a loud building. I can promise you that. But as you both said, if the Avs manage to take over this series from here, I struggle to think of a way in which they're not leave they're not leaving this series in five if they win tonight, and uh, it's just got to be the Kraken have to dig deep and score, and particularly on the power play they need to score. At they have all the tools to do so, they just need to do it. But other than that, we got a game at uh, seven o'clock PT. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think that will wrap this up for today's uh, Beneath the Frozen Sea. And we will see you for the game thread at Davy Jones Locker Room and the recap over again over at Davy Jones Locker Room. We will see you for game four. And everyone, have a wonderful evening. Go Squids. Go Kraken. Go Kraken.